Continuing things from the Apostle Paul writes, Paul in Ephesians chapter 5, um, verse 21, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to yourselves, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the saviour. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church, for we are all members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. This is God's word. We have here the words of a confirmed bachelor giving us the most healthy and helpful definition of what a marriage is. According to this confirmed bachelor, the Apostle Paul, marriage is a self-giving, lifelong commitment in union with each other where two individuals literally become one flesh. They become one flesh as Alison submits to her husband, David. Now, submit in our 21st century ears sounds like inferiority and weakness. But the word had two applications in the Apostle Paul's day. First one was a military one, when getting organised in troops to win a battle. And the second one was a voluntary attitude of joyfully giving yourself and cooperating to achieve a common purpose. And the model that Alison is to follow is as the church submits to Christ. Why does the church submit to Christ? Answer, because Christ submitted to the Father's will. Father, if it be possible, said he in Gethsemane, take this cup from me, yet not my will but yours be done. We're here today because Jesus submitted to the Father's will. And so Alison should joyfully submit to David. It shouldn't be something she finds difficult to do. And she'll, she'll, she'll find it easy to do if David does his part, as David loves his wife Alison. How is David to love his wife Alison? As Christ loved the church. How did Jesus love his bride? He willingly and completely, the passage says, gave himself up for her. She was the number one in his life. He gave himself up willingly, joyfully, voluntarily to die on a cross for his bride. Why did he do that? So that he would totally transform her as a radiant church, as a radiant bride. So marriage, according to the Apostle Paul, 
is a self-giving, lifelong commitment in union with each other where two individuals, David and Alison, become one flesh, which, according to Paul, models and points to a profound mystery. There is both an echo in marriage of two people becoming one flesh. What we see has happened here today is an echo and a picture. It is an echo of paradise, where two became one. In the original Garden of Eden, paradise, God created man. Then he said, it is not good for man to be alone. So he created Eve from, the, from Adam's rib. So there were two human beings on planet Earth. Then he brought them together and the two became one. That is exactly what has happened. And that's an echo of paradise. But it is also, according to verse 32, a picture of paradise restored. It's a picture of what Jesus is doing to restore right relationships. Marriage is not just an echo of past paradise, but it's a picture and a promise of paradise to come. So marriage, according to the Apostle Paul, is a self-giving, lifelong commitment in union with each other, where two individuals, David and Alison, become one flesh that so models and points to a profound mystery which requires both of you to be filled with the Spirit as you embark on married life together. Which is why Paul says in the passage before that that we didn't read, be filled with the Spirit. The only way that your marriage is going to be happy and joyful through all of the stuff that's going to come down the road at you is if you are both filled with the Spirit. And the only way you can be filled with the Spirit, he says is speaking to one another with psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit. Speak and make music from your hearts to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. David and Alison, we love you a bit. Make time every day to spend some time together in God's Word. There'll be loads of stuff to do. There'll be loads of things you want to do. But start the day together with God and His Word before you. Pray with each other, pray for each other, and give yourselves to each other and to the Lord who has made this day two people, one flesh. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you for the gift of marriage. We praise you that marriage between a man and a woman is an echo of paradise and also a picture and a promise of paradise being restored through Christ Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you have made David and Alison one flesh today. We ask and pray that they will be filled with the Holy Spirit every day and so experience ever-increasing joy in their lives together and so bring glory to your name through their marriage. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The the hymn that uh, David and Alison have chosen to conclude our service is yet not I, but through Christ in me.